Hey, Scott. Hey, Nick. Oh, what's up? Why do you look so down? I just... I can't believe Back to the Future Minute is over. Hey, it's okay, man. You got Spider-Man Minute. You got the Doctor's Companion. What more do you want? What? You want your favorite uh, scientist and little uh, little assistant? You want me to do Doc and Marty? <gasps> ah! Right? You'll get over it. You'll be fine. Oh, who the hell put this on? It's on random. For God's sake. Look, it's not that I want to keep doing Back to the Future Minute forever. I'm just trying to say that I need something a little more. I want to get out there and do interesting stuff. Podcast a little. And I'd love to be able to do it with you, but I want you to want to do it too. I agree. We should get out there, but what can we do? How about a Cornetto? A Cornetto? Edgar Wright's Cornetto trilogy. First, we'll start with a bite of Shaun of the Dead. Then, we'll take some shots of hot fuzz, and later, we'll wrap it all up with a couple of pints at the world's end. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! The Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we take car, go to mums, kill Phil, grab Liz, go to the Winchester, and have a nice cold pint one minute at a time. It all blows over starting with Shaun of the Dead this October at DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are talking about the 1991 live-action Turtles sequel, The Secret of the Ooze, and we're doing it one minute at a time. Today, we're talking about minute number 18, and we have a very special guest with us, Daddy of Dueling Genre. Oh, I don't Godfather like that. I do, I do not like that. Do not. You don't like that at all? No. <laughs> that that sounds really weird. Did it sound creepy? It sounds daddy. so creepy. Please don't do that. You don't like it when I call you daddy? <laughs> oh, no. Our no. sugar pot dad. You nope. realize that now it's funny and I can't edit it out. <laughs> anyway, we have with us Mr. Scott Corelli. Hi, Scott. Hi, everybody. I am deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> Way to start off on the you right foot. You should be. Um, we also have with us Rachel Gatlin. Hi. Adam Sheehan. Present. And Chris O'Connor. Yeah, that's me. Once again, all out of order from what I usually do. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't ready. I didn't know what to say. That's okay. I'm loopy on cough medicine, and I can't remember what I'm doing. Oh, so, that's the uh, best kind of loopy. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, welcome, Scott. It's nice to have you back. You're our first return guest for Ninja Turtles Minute. You were here last season. And, uh, we hope you have as much fun now as you did then. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so, Scott, you gave us your story last season about how you sort of came to turtle fandom. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was wondering if you could give us sort of your your uh, your overall thoughts of Turtles Two as you remember it. Uh, so, as a kid, Turtles Two was my favorite. It's very much the yep. you know. It's funny, uh, and 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 tell me if you agree with this, uh, Scott. But um, sure, Scott. <laughs> um, the Ninja Turtle, the live action Ninja Turtle movie, these original live action Ninja Turtles movies, they have a lot in common with uh, Back to the Future in that the first one is the best one, but you don't quite appreciate it as much when you're a kid. 
as you do yeah. later. When you're a kid, the second one's your favorite until you grow older and you're like, oh, no, actually, the second one really isn't very good, is it? Um, it's like really <laughs> silly and cartoony and whatever. And and the third one is, especially when you're a kid, is sort of like <clears throat> unanimously agreed, like, well, the third one, I could just skip that one for the most part. Well, the third one is when they go back in time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That too. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, to the so, Wild West of Japan. Yeah, true. Um, the, the the Wild West of, of Asia. <laughs> um, Imagine if there had been like a third um, Adams Family movie where they go back in time. What? Mm. That'd be too bad. I mean, there is a third uh, one, but it's like. There was? It was no? made for what? TV. Huh. They needed. Yeah. There, was a, there was a TV movie. Yeah, yeah. That was, oh, okay. that was technically the third one, even though that's stupid and dumb and never should have happened. Did it um, have Nathan Lane in it? No, he was in the stage play. Um, there was like a musical for, for a minute there. Weird. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I watched, uh, I, I, you know, when I was a kid, I think, you know, I would watch the first one, but like overall, I kind of thought, you know, it was boring in comparison to this one. Like once I had this one in my life, this was the one that I watched all the time. Um, <laughs> even to go. Yeah, exactly. Even even if even as a kid, I was like, "Why isn't this rock steady and bebop?" I don't understand. <laughs> well, I also feel like this is the one like no we were sense. old enough to like really have it fully formed in our memory. Like mm -hmm. you're about as old as we are. I think we're we're roughly the same age. Yeah. Uh, and that first movie just came out in like that. We're like five years old. This right. one, you know, a year later, you've experienced kindergarten, and it's a little bit more. <laughs> Uh, up your alley. You're and, older, you know, wiser. It, it, older, wiser. <laughs> that soft spot. Starting to grow hair. a chance really to toughen up a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, really toughy at six years old. That's, uh, well, that's no, impressive. I was quoting, it's quoting Wayne's World. I'm sorry. <laughs> wrong, wrong show. <laughs> um, but uh, so, yeah. So how do you feel about this one now? It's a, You still hold on to it. It's kind of silly. and Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's. Uh, it is really silly, and it it sort of focuses on the aspects of the first movie that I think kids really responded to, which was the turtles being goofballs. Um, and I think you know this coming out like, uh, I, I mean, even even in the Shredder design, they're just like, yeah, we should really focus more on that cartoon, huh? Um, yeah. you know, cause like the shredder's purple now and, and, uh, it, it's just <laughs> making more spiky. Yeah. It's just a little more silly. The, the turtles don't use their weapons in this movie at all. Um, no, nope. because that the parents complained with the first one and it just, yeah. it, it definitely lost, you know, whatever edge that a PG movie can have, uh, it lost it with this one. And, yeah. um, this one just became really silly, but there's, you know, there's other stuff in this that is great. You know, they added to the mythology with the with the whole um, TGRI stuff and the the ooze and uh, uh, you know the the vanilla it, ice. Yeah, vanilla ice and and uh, other mutant things. You know, not just the turtles because that was that was the thing is like the turtles were there, but like they weren't fighting other mutants in the first movie. They were just fighting like ninja kids. Um, right. and, and now in this one, there's like other mutant things and they're like kind of going into like what makes all of this mythology work. And, you know, that's some, there, there's some, you know, good stuff in there. And I think that there's a good movie in here. Um, I think if it had been Rocksteady and Bebop and 
if they had been allowed to use their weapons, I think that there this movie could have been better. And and maybe maybe save Vanilla Ice for the, just the credit song and not give him a live <laughs> performance in the movie. Um, I think I, I think I, I was mentioning to the guys uh, maybe was it earlier this week or last week that uh, I sort of had a, a coming around moment on this one where I'm like, okay, you know what? I used to really dump on this Pretty movie quick. a lot, but I'm actually finding a lot of good things in these first several minutes mm-hmm. that are you know, sort of genuine and heartfelt and like it feels like a good movie. And I'm starting to think more and more that it's just once the vanilla ice stuff starts happening is when this movie goes off the rails. And I don't want to say too mm. much because I'd love it if Vanilla Ice wanted to come on our show. <laughs> but, uh, awesome. Iceman, reach out to us. <laughs> but don't we uh, know someone that knows him? In a way. Okay. <laughs> but uh, was but it, yeah. wasn't I, isn't Iceman Val Kilmer? I don't... <laughs> yeah. Wait, is he in this too? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, let's get into minute number 18. Oh, um, oh, and I very much miss Casey Jones. That's yes, that's yes. The, that's the other thing that this movie needs Same. to be good is it needs Casey Jones, and Casey Jones isn't in it, and that's a bummer. Oh, so Corelli, um, since you gave us such a great backstory <laughs> on uh, Casey Jones last season, I want to fill you in on our story of where Casey is now. Ooh. My theory is he's locked up in Rikers for uh, murdering somebody in the last movie. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> he's, he's waiting for trial, stuck in Rikers. And he keeps trying to write to April, but he's too stupid. He doesn't know <laughs> enough words. <laughs> so he's written the same letter part. like 20 times. Mm. He's also, also quite claustrophobic. Also, who is eating? Wait, didn't we come up are with... You, are they're you doing it very loudly. Stop punching so loud? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I yeah, see yeah, what yeah, he's doing. Yeah. Hey, Scott, yeah, yeah. you think you can do it a little Clever. louder? I can still hear out of this one. <laughs> I'm doing a bit, guys. <laughs> out of my ear hole. <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, but I thought we uh, didn't we come up with the story of him like uh, wandering the wandering across the. Uh, well, that's the, that's when he world. gets out of Rikers. Yeah, oh, okay. he, he keeps dating. That's when we do like, old man Casey. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he keeps dating random redheads across yeah. the country and helps them with their various like uh, quantum leap style problems. Yeah. <laughs> And like whenever he has to leave town, it plays like a version of the, uh, you know, the lonely man walking away music, except like on one of those Zamboni thingies or whatever. (laughs) Oh, I I see what you did there. (laughs) He just rides a Zamboni off into the distance. No, uh, Post-apocalyptic Zamboni. Is it a pipe organ or a calliope or whatever the stupid... Calliope. Calliope. In in hockey stadiums. (laughs) My favorite musical (laughs) instrument, the Zamboni. But it's like in a minor key because it's sad. <laughs> well, anyway, let's talk about minute 18. Minute 18 starts with uh, Michelangelo crunching a some sort of looking Butterfinger looking candy mm. into Raphael's ear hole and uh, ends with April's little assistant, Freddie, about to ask a question. Um, so this is one of my favorite gags from this entire film, this whole, like, could you crunch a little louder line? It's... It's one of the brother moments, one of the family moments that I think makes uh, this movie and more specifically the first movie like so much fun to watch. You get the interacting personalities without it being too over the top or too silly. Like I could totally see this happening with me and my brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just, think this probably has happened. I love that that Mikey has this moment of pause where he's like. <laughs> Like, you can see him get the idea. Like, he gets this tiny little smile and then crunches in his ear. I love that. <laughs> ah, I've, I've hit upon his misophonia. Gotta mm. aggravate that. <laughs> I also enjoy Raphael has this, like, large reaction after Mikey does it one more time. All the puppeteering here is, like, 
top notch. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from the fact that you can basically see up Raphael's neck hole. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just I think the 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 exasperated like reaction is <laughs> fantastic. I have it freeze framed on about thirteen seconds in, and Mikey's got a smirk on his face, and Raphael is like clearly irked. So this uh, this candy bar, um, I mean. That's not a real candy bar, right? Like, it's just this gigantic thing because they wanted to do this candy bar gag and they needed to show that he was holding a candy bar and candy bars aren't big enough for one of these turtles yeah. to hold a candy bar and you still be able to, like, see it on camera. Because <laughs> yeah. back in 1991, not everything was king size. Right, right. Um, so this is definitely well, not a, working, a real candy bar. <laughs> I have a working theory that it's just sticking out of the, the wrapper real far. Like, mm. only a little bit of it is in the wrapper. He's just, like, holding it by the very end. Oh, okay. But, you, know what it, you know what it might also be? So to be, like, that crunchy, maybe it's one of those, like, stupid stuffed pretzel things that they tried to make happen. Stuffed pretzel? Yeah, like with cheese or sausage. Oh, or yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like the, the like the combos kind of thing. Yeah, like a combo, but I think, it, I think they also did a version that was, like, just a stick. Yeah. But mm. I, I could be wrong. Um, He's... Eating a candy bar, it looks like a Butterfinger, but it's in a cardboard box that's actually not a wrapper. If you if you go to, like, really full screen and take a look. Oh, is it like a Toblerone a then, maybe? It, well, you know, it's not, but it's not shaped like a Toblerone. Yeah, that's true. Um, But it's it's definitely, I think it's movie prop candy. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a keen observation. Yeah, like, like let's I wish, potato you chips. You can see a little bit of a label, but... <laughs> Yeah, Lutz. <laughs> Lutz. Lutz potato chips. Uh, I think the real question here, though, is what is Donnie eating? Because he's like so eating something small popcorn? and salting it. He salts one kernel of popcorn, and I had never noticed this before until <laughs> I was literally looking Fine at motor this skills. And he's got like this, but he's got like one eyebrow arched as he's doing it. Like, hmm, mm. if I just put like 37 sprinkles of salt on there, it's going to be the perfect piece of popcorn. My question is, has he done this with every single piece of popcorn in the bowl? Yeah, he, he, yeah he's seeking probably. the platonic ideal. I, I love, and this comes back to the puppetry. Like, I love this kind of puppetry where you have a character who's not really talking in this scene. He's not really doing much, but he's just there. You have to think of something for him to be doing. Otherwise, it just looks like someone propped up the suit in the corner. Right. Like, when you I gotta was be alive. On, when I was working on Anadonia, I had this, this character that he was mute. He didn't speak, but he looked like a big fluffy marshmallow. And I... I if I just stayed perfectly still, it looked like someone just stuck him on the table. So I had to give him <laughs> stuff to do. And then I, I, our director kept going like, Adam, you're like distracting everybody. <laughs> it's like, you're, you're not even in this scene. Just sit there. I was like, yeah, but like, you know, I got to do something. We're Otherwise, building a universe, man. Why am I even under here? You know, <laughs> he's alive. I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. So Raphael wants to get up and change the channel. He would much rather see someone talking about, you know, him and the turtles fight from the previous night and uh he gets quickly stopped by splinter and there's this really great like zoom in on splinter um it's just kind of this you know not a fast zoom but a nice moderately paced zoom as the john dupres music swells up again and you know splinter's like don't change the channel dude and uh we're, don't we're touch learn that why dial a bit but clearly <laughs> something very important is happening on the this new this report. means something to me right I feel like this this shot of Splinter of Splinter is 
the promo every time it was ever on TV. Like, mm-hmm. like <laughs> coming up tonight at seven, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Don't change channel. <laughs> <laughs> we should use that in the promo for our show, except podcasts don't have channels. That's true. Mm. Never mind. I just talked myself out of it. Um, <laughs> that was easy. Don't yeah. get bored and start listening to something else. <laughs> but there's another really subtle thing that happens here with the puppet that I really enjoy is, you know, you see Splinter addressing Raphael and then right before it cuts off of him, his focus shifts to what you would assume is like the television. Mm. Like he just oh, kind of slightly yeah. tilts his head and focuses in. And I just thought that was like another moment of really bringing the character to life. Um, all these little nuanced movements in the puppet work. The Henson people are really on top of their game. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's talk about the news report, shall we? April O'Neil telling us she's in Bayonne, New Jersey. So uh, venturing outside of the city limits. Uh, and the guy that you wanted to talk about this whole time, Scott, mm-hmm. Professor Jordan Perry. Yeah, David Warner. You know, and it's funny that I got these minutes because there's actually a moment uh, I- tomorrow that is uh, very important to my childhood brain. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, David Warner's great. Uh, and he's great in this. I think he elevates this movie. I think he's the reason he sort of grounds it because it, it, in a, in a many ways, he's sort of like the only actor that's kind of taking it seriously. Um, (laughs) you know, (laughs) yeah, he's like, uh, uh, Michael Caine in Muppet Christmas Carol. Totally. That is is how he treats a lot of his projects. Like I remember, like, I I think we mentioned this like on the last episode, but like the number of like D list movies we got where he was on the cover, it's just like, Oh man. And he's always trying so hard. Mm -hmm. That's just professionalism right there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. David Warner, uh, Jack the Ripper himself. What would it? What would Titanic have been without David Warner? Right. Right. That's true. <laughs> what was he in Titanic? He was Cal's manservant. Oh. <laughs> but he's the guy that chases Jack and Rose when they're manservant. Like, just sounds funny. Making out and running away, and he's like, "You get back here." So he's like that guy in Empire Strikes Back that follows Lando around. He has like the half robot head. Lobot. I'm talking about. Yeah. Lobot. I mean, basically. Nobody. Oh boy. This is just Star Wars. This is just Star Wars. I haven't said that yet this season. I don't think. Um, so April signs off and uh we have her little crew of dudes, including man ponytail guy there with his little porn stash, and who we will find out is uh also Freddie standing next to that guy, and who I can only assume assume is Vern holding the camera. Ooh. Right? Mm. It's gotta be because we're basing everything off the cartoon in this movie, so mm. I mean why not? I don't know. How old was Will Arnett then? <laughs> I don't think it's in the same universe. I think we're we're in two different uh, how, turtle timelines. How dare you? I know. I'm sorry. Um, what did so, he call himself? Falcon or Hawk? Oh, well, yeah. Falcon sounds right. The Falcon. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Oh, those movies were... Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we got drunk when we talked about that one. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure our listeners are real glad too. <laughs> well, it's a disaster. You know, I haven't gotten a lot of feedback on that episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's probably that's, for the yeah. best. <laughs> I haven't um, even listened to it, to be honest. That's okay. I don't need so, to relive that. So April goes to ask a follow up <laughs> question, and she's you know kind of blown off. Perry's like, Ah, you sure I'll answer a question? No, wait, no, I won't. It's late. 
I clearly must be somewhere else doing some other thing than talking to you. He's like, oh, look at my wrist. Uh, let's pick this up again sometime. Never? Is never good for you? All right. Have a nice night. But um, I enjoy that you can see the shot is framed in such a way that you see Freddy behind them kind of eavesdropping on the conversation, which, you know, if you've never seen the movie before, is not entirely out of the ordinary or unusual. It doesn't really, you know, catch your interest. <laughs> but knowing who Freddy turns out to be, it's kind of a nice little uh, nice little thing to put in there that he's kind of trying to gather any information he can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a more he's deep doing what focus he's supposed stuff. to be doing right away. Yep. Yeah. Uh, need to need to point out some uh, some fashion uh, issues here please, that I'm having. Please, um, number one, uh, uh, one piece uh, uh, jump jumpsuit with a bow tie. Not a good look. Not a good look. <laughs> um, Is that April? Who's that? Uh, no, the that's that's David Warner. Um, oh yeah, okay. yeah. Oh yeah. Gotcha. He's got the the coveralls with the bow tie. Um, but you know, but bow ties are cool. Also, I the bow tie is very small. Version. It's very in, small. In this version of Turtles, the boy gets the jumpsuit. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. Uh, man, it would have been great if they had if if they were wearing yellow jumpsuits and at some point she had to wear one. Um, <laughs> to sneak in. Yeah, oh, yeah. We, that's a missed that opportunity. We did yeah. point out a, what was it in Monday's episode that April looks like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, she's dressed like Scrooge McDuck in this mm, scene. Yeah. Yeah. She is. She also has crazy shoulder pads. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Those shoulder pads are fierce. Very fierce. Uncle Scrooge has that same outfit. The 80s refused to die for years. I'm liking this this embroidered vest on Mm. the blonde lady. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about that, Scott, because I want to talk about that. I can't tell if that's floral or a lion's face in floral. (laughs) Um, That is like every vest worn by every female character on Blossom ever. Yeah, <laughs> it's also it's also every teacher I remember having a very in the '90s episode. Every teacher you had in the '90s. Yeah, they all had fabric? they all had these 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 crazy prints. these crazy print vests. Yeah, the type of fabric is called jacquard. Jacquard. J a c q u a r d. Sounds like a Star Trek Deep Space Nine character. Well, it looks <laughs> like John upholstery. Luke jacquard. <laughs> jacquard usually used for drapes. <laughs> yep. Ooh, of the USS upholstery. Enterprise? Like I said, upholstery. <laughs> um, She's wearing a couch. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely wearing it. Like couch swatches. That's what happens to the swatches after a while. <laughs> they, they just sew them together in into a vest. Yeah. And yeah. even as a kid, even as a kid, I was like, this Freddy guy's a dork. Like, <laughs> look, look at so this sweater. Here. Oh my God. What I'm a dork. looking at, at Freddy's IMDb, played by Mark Doerr, D-O-E-R-R, Dare. I'm not entirely sure how to say it. Uh, but he's listed, you know, his his credits as an actor. He's got 16 credits. The first one is Turtles 2 in 91. And then he doesn't have another credit on IMDb until 2007. Wow. Oh. And then since, you know, between 2007 and 2012, he was in a handful of uh, TV shows. Like, mm. I guess mm. just... Small parts in Bones you know, and Numbers and Criminal Minds and Mad Men. I mean, you know, in, in this shot, he seems like college age. You know, maybe he had another career he was trying. This was just a thing. And um, the other thing didn't work out. And he went back to acting. And yeah. I'm wondering if maybe he's more of like a theater guy. Maybe. Maybe why the TV and the Who knows? That I'll say this sense. much about him. He does not know how to how to coil up a cable. Mm. I am no. so frustrated by his cable wrapping skills. <laughs> yep, <laughs> so yeah. angry. Like someone should smack that out of his hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like the way his hands look. Like in the very last frame, they're just kind of like mm. he looks like a he looks like a a, a pleading ferret. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so Professor Perry ditches April. She signs a couple Perry, uh, papers. And uh, Freddie comes back over and he wants to ask her a question. You know, he's enjoying his first day. We've learned that it's his first day on the job. Uh, nice Ooh. little plot point there. Freddie the new kid. Freddie turns to ask, and Freddie's wearing somewhat of a Cosby sweater. Mm. Is that okay to say now? Is that? I mean, but let's say let's say it's uh, like a Xander shirt. <laughs> there you go. He's I think it's okay shirt. to say as an insult now. Like oh, yeah. you don't you don't have to sugarcoat it. I don't know. Matt, that's that's a pretty that's a pretty deep insult. Mm, so. <laughs> I mean, that's uh you know he's he's a bad guy, but he's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, listen, it's just, it's still not a great sweater, but, uh, <laughs> it's a terrible sweater. Um, we don't get to learn what the rest of the question is. He just says, what? Yeah. And then we're out. Then we're at the end of the minute. Also, so, uh, it's his yeah. first day and this guy looks like it's like his, uh, I mean, he's obviously, you know, he's not holding a camera. He's not doing anything. He's just wrapping up cables. So he must be Poorly. like, a, yeah, I mean, he must be like a PA, but like the guy's like 28. He's always like, hey, April, I've got some notes for you. <laughs> yeah. You know, the economy wasn't doing so hot in 91 either, so uh, you get jobs where you can. I guess so. Maybe he's like somebody's kid. Oh. Oh, boy. Or maybe he's a member of a nefarious evil organization. Maybe. How did they get him the job? How? How? Um, they probably How? murdered somebody or stole somebody's wallet. Evil recruiters. <laughs> I think he stole his wallet. <laughs> hey, he took that guy's wallet. Um, also, in that... Back to the Future Part Two. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yet another no, comparison. My favorite he is a little movie. Marty McFly-ish, isn't he? Like Eric Stoltz, Marty McFly. Yeah, yeah. definitely Eric Stoltz, Marty McFly. Before he was good. Yeah. Can you imagine this movie if Freddie was played by Michael J. Fox? Could you imagine <laughs> if it was Eric Stoltz? Mm. <laughs> yes, yes, I can. <laughs> I don't think it would change much. Oh, man. All right. Well, anyway, that brings us to the end of the minute. So, any final thoughts from anybody? No. No. All right. We covered it all. We've done it all. We've pretty said finally it all. thoughtless. <laughs> so, uh, Scott, what do you want to plug? You have so many things going on. Uh, I think what I want to plug right now is uh, what will be uh, go- ongoing when this comes out, which is uh, the Cornetto Minute, where uh, we're covering Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. Uh, so Woo-hoo. we did we did Shaun of the Dead last year, and now we're doing Hot Fuzz, and uh, it is a lot of fun. It's a uh, it's a very different energy than our first season because Hot Fuzz is, is uh, more different of a movie than I think we were really anticipating um, on, a, on a podcast side of things. Um, but uh, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to get all of you guys on and, and uh, talk Yay. about uh, Hot Fuzz yeah. stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, you know, proper action. So cool. <laughs> and you can get that on the uh, Dueling Genre Network as well or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you follow us at TMNT Minute on Twitter and Instagram, TMNT Minute Listener Facebook group. And uh, remember to send us your Turtle Fan Minute, one minute of audio of whatever you want to say about this movie. As long as it fits into a minute, send it to us. And as long as it's, you know, audible and not filled with curse words, we'll air it on our show. So uh, hashtag Turtle Fan Minute. Send that to TMNTMinute at gmail.com. For the crew here, for Mr. Corelli, I will say goodbye, and we will see you guys tomorrow for Minute 19. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Cowabunga. (laughs) Very matter of fact. Whoa. (laughs) 